And you'll be forgiven for thinking that talk of a recession in the midst of high inflation and rising interest rates is a bit of a horror show all in of itself. We'll try and make that a little less scary for you in this half hour. The International Monetary Fund is holding its meetings in Washington this week, and it comes as the organization is warning of tough times ahead for the global economy, saying the worst is yet to come because of that high inflation, rising interest rates, the turmoil caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and COVID-19 disruptions that continue, particularly in China, where we get so much of our stuff from. And for Canada in particular, the IMF predicts a substantial further cooling of our economy, uh, with growth of 1.5% in 2023, down from a projected 3.3% this year. They are not alone. The Royal Bank of Canada is also now saying our recession will hit sooner, uh, with more job losses than first expected. They're thinking it's going to hit as early as the first quarter of next year. And they've said that high inflation and interest rates will shave $3,000 off the purchasing power of the average Canadian household next year, according to projections. So with household budgets already squeezed, more gloomy predictions about the future, how should you prepare for whatever lies ahead? To help us with that is Kelly Keene. She's a personal finance expert and author of nine bestsellers, including Protecting You and Your Money. Kelly, thank you so much for your time. Welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Ben. We're hearing a lot of the R word these days. The IMF was talking about it this week. Recession. They think the Canadian economy is cooling down. Um, I guess Canadians in general should be prepared. We're already facing high prices and inflation. Uh, we should be getting ready for a recession. How do we recognize one if it's on the way? Oh, I mean, this has been part of the news, right, for months. It, you know, is there a recession? What exactly is a recession? I think at the end of the day, the important question is to ask yourself, how do you recession proof yourself? Because that is the biggest, you know, the biggest issue that I'm hearing from a, a lot of Canadians is they're worried about their industry, about their job, especially Ben, you know, if you've jumped ship recently because you're at the, the lower rung, right? So um, will you be the first to be laid off? So the, the employment numbers are still really strong, but I mean, the fear of recession is, is, is looming. So, you know, you really want to be um, focused on trends. You want, I think the, uh, what's essential is to sit down with your employer. Like if you haven't uh, recently is to book a, 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 a meeting with your boss, with your employer, talk to them about your accomplishments, talk to them about, your interest and desire to grow with the company. Like, don't leave that unsaid. And I think it's really important that you document your successes, your achievements, and use social media sites like LinkedIn to also toot your own horn. I know it's very hard for people to do that, but to create that thought leadership and let your network know what you're doing as well, I think that's a great way to recession-proof yourself. You've also talked about uh, volunteering, expanding your skill set, getting into other things, just so you have a bit of a fallback position as well, that you're not entirely focused. And that's a luxury that most of us can't afford, given uh, our work schedules, but that you have something to fall back on if uh, that main source of income dries up. 100%. And I think you really need to look at your skill set. I mean, it's really, really hard. Like I'm talking with so many people across the country that their industries are disappearing. Like if you are a blockbuster. I don't care how good you are as a manager, an owner or whatever, blockbuster die, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's just so important that you're just like really looking at like markets are changing so fast. Jobs, industries are, are changing so quickly. You know, Ben, you're in media. 
I have never seen more friends in media move positions than I have in the last year. Um, so it's just like, what can you do to increase your skill set? So it, like you said, if, if it's just not possible to volunteer and, and things of that sort, there's so many courses you can take online. There's so many things you can do to increase that skill set. Um, because I, I think it's absolutely essential. Like, you know, uh, you, you look at, uh, I, I mean, maybe we won't name names, but one of the major female broadcasters that was uh, let go earlier this year, like how devastating is that, that you give 35 years of your life to a company and you get let go. But that, I, I mean, that is the reality for a lot of people. So it's having that di that diversification of your career, just like you would of your investments. Yeah. And, and then just in terms of preparing yourself financially, regardless of what your source of income is or how reliable it is, I imagine there are also ways to recession proof yourself when it comes just to your personal finances. I think we talked a lot about, uh, you know, household disposable income, uh, you know, debt as a as a proportion to household disposable income. I think it's up to like 180 yeah. percent in Canada now, uh, which is really high, which is really high. I mean, people are walking a very fine line. How, what can you do? Uh, if well, you yeah, exactly. And you're so right. Like Canada used to be the savers. And actually the Americans, when 08, 09 hit, they really got it. Like, because I, I was straddling media in the US and Canada, and there were so many foreclosure signs. And we just didn't in Canada. We just kind of kept spending, um, kind of kept using our lines of credit, uh, which in all fairness, you know, Tiff Macklem, the head of the Bank of Canada, said in his speech in July of 2020, interest rates are low. They're not going anywhere. They're going to stay low. So I, I just don't blame Canadians for, you know, renovating their home and things of that sort. But the fact is, is that most people are so stretched financially that we can't talk about budgets. We have to talk about where can you find more money. So let's dig into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I love that conversation. I think it's so much more fun to sit down with your family and your spouse and yourself to say, there's money being left on the table. What is it? So number one, I love side hustles. And... I've been talking a lot in media about quiet, quitting, you know, uh, this trend that's going on. And, and in all fairness, a lot of people just don't want to go back to the office, are, are, are just disenchanted with their work. So a side hustle is a really fun way to reinvigorate yourself, uh, get that passion, those juices going, and also bring in some side income. Now, it has never been easier than it is now. Like, it's never... You've never had all of the supports that you have to start an online business, for example. I, I wish when I started my pursuit 17 years ago, these things existed. And, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, Square, they announced uh, um, an integration with Afterpay's Buy Now, Pay Later. And, and if you are on their e-commerce site. And what's cool about that is let's say you're selling, you know, holistic um, dog food or you're starting, I don't know, a jewelry company or something of that sort. You can offer this to your clientele where they can spread out their payments and four easy payments with no interest. Like I love stuff like that, that allows people to not throw things on a high interest rate credit card. So you as a side hustler or you as a consumer, those are really great options. I love found money. You know, we heard from, CRA this summer that there was all these checks uncashed. Uh, if yes. you, still, you know, if you still don't know if you had a check that maybe didn't arrive, just go onto CRA's website, log into your account. It'll show you. Um, also, speaking of taxes, 
we are the only country in the world that you can go back 10 years on your tax returns to see if you've missed benefits or credits or if tax laws have changed. Um, you know, corporations have been doing this forever, but how do you do that and not hire an expensive accountant? There's a company called Family Tax Recovery. They use smart AI and technology to go through your tax returns. Best part is they don't charge you anything unless you get a refund. And then just very lastly, Ben, um, you know, Sun Life estimates that three to four billion dollars is being left on the table every single year in employees not leaning into their employer matching programs. So if right. you're an employee and you've got benefits, call up your HR department and see if there's free money that you're leaving on the table. Kelly, I'm never on that CRA list. I always check and I'm never, ever there. I have to, I have <laughs> oh, to say. <laughs> me neither, Ben. I, I keep track of checks. <laughs> so when we look at this, I, I know it's easy to get dejected and think, you know, I was seeing surveys about how many people won't be able to afford to pay their mortgages. If interest rates keep climbing, we've seen American interest rates starting to climb even more now. It feels like we're heading into a tough time. So what should you do? I, I guess knowledge is power, right? You need to know where you stand. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so important. I'm so happy you teed that up, Ben. So here's a couple of things. So there was that Manulife survey a couple months ago that if interest rates kept going up, I think it was a quarter of Canadians said that they couldn't afford to stay in their home. You're right, knowledge is power. So for example, if you called up your bank, like actually you don't even have to call up your bank, let me back up. You, if you are in good standing with your mortgage, you can skip one payment per year without penalty. Yes, if you do this, it means you're paying your mortgage for longer and you're going to pay more interest over time. But if that puts a couple thousand dollars in your pocket and that's enough to help you maybe whether getting back to work or getting a side hustle as we talked about before the break or whatever, then, then that could really help you out. Here's something I crunched the numbers. Um, let's say you had $10,000 on your credit card. You were only paying the minimum payment. If you did nothing, let's say you're in a high interest rate credit card at 24%. If you did nothing more but called up your bank and said, get me into a lower interest rate credit card, and yes, all banks have them. So if you got into one, let's say for 12%, that's going to have no bells and whistles, no points, no rewards, but whatever. If you're only make, making the minimum payment, you don't care about that. You would, in that example, slash the interest that you paid by $4,000. Like this is the thing when when people are in financial straits, when they're in debt, there's still a shame and embarrassment surrounding that. I wish there wasn't. Um, and and our focus is narrowed. We literally can't see the options available to us. So, you know, call up your bank before you're missing payments. Even if you are missing payments, call them up, see what they can do to help. If you owe money on your taxes, don't be silent. Call CRA up. People are telling me business you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, individuals, that CRA has been fantastic with, um, you know, uh, uh, payment arrangements and things of that sort. I guess the real takeaway, Ben, is that, you know, you've got to reach out. You've got to take the reins because, unfortunately, no one's going to come knocking on your door to help you figure all this out. And, and I get it. It's hard. I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I'm nearing 50, but in my 20s, I was in a lot of debt, and I know how emotionally... Uh, draining and, and, and to your mental health and your physical health. But, but there always is some option. There's always options. Um, and if you just really, none of those work for you because you just can't do it, reach out to someone like a nonprofit credit counselor, an insolvency trustee. Uh, you can get some free advice. Doesn't mean you have to go down that path. 
Yeah, I imagine in this case, if you're silent, then you're just numbers, right? You're just debt if you're silent. And if if you put your hand up, then what's the worst that can happen, right? Well, and the thing is, if you're silent, then what they're going to assume, your creditor is going to assume that you're not going to pay. So right. if you miss a couple of payments, but you intend to pay, or you're behind on something and you intend to pay, or you have a job around the corner, or you just tell them, look, you know, your business was affected by COVID, whatever, you're out there, you're working, you'd be pleasantly surprised that more often than not, your creditors want to work with you. They don't want to send you to a collection agency where they only get 50 cents on the dollar or less. They want to work with you. So do it before it goes into collections or before they actually take it to the next step. And that's much better than that, you know, the cycle that one gets into if you start borrowing off, you know, taking out new credit to borrow at high interest rates to pay off what you already owe, that sort of vicious cycle of high oh, interest rates. Exactly. Um, as we head into the, you know, it's easy to get despondent, <laughs> I think, but you sound like you always have, I mean, there's always, you know, every long journey, this is going to sound like such a cliche, but every long journey, even out of debt starts with small steps, right? So there's no reason to be all down and gloom, just try to see the positive or a way out. There's always a way out, right? There's always a way out and it just starts with looking at where you are. And again, I know Ben, that's hard, but like opening up, opening up those credit card statements. So many people bank digitally, right? So get those in your calendar. Look at your interest rates as much as you might not want to. If you don't look at it, how can you see if there's a better opportunity or a better option or something else out there? Yeah, there's always a way. You just have to believe it. Like if I don't think that my sit up is actually going to make me uh, healthier or eating the salad, you just throw up your hands and go, whatever, I'm just going to eat the whole pie. (laughs) Um, You know, you have to believe that these little steps do make a difference. And I'm here to say that they do. My books say that they do. And if you can't afford my books, you can get them free at the library. I give you so many examples of how these little steps really have taken a lot of people into incredible places that they never thought they could go financially. And you've mentioned too, this doesn't mean giving up all the joys of life either, right? You've talked about looking for savings on your cell phones, looking for savings on your cable bill, looking for savings when it comes to streaming services. There are savings out there that don't mean that you have to give up all the little joys of an afternoon out and so forth with your family and so on, because you don't want people to lock themselves in the house just to avoid spending any money at all. Oh, you're speaking my language, Ben. I actually did a series the other week called How to Afford to Buy More Shoes. And it was on Instagram and it was all about ways to save you money so you could buy more shoes. I am, you know, we need to get back to life. We've been locked up for two years. Uh, It's very important to your mental health that you are spending money, you are enjoying your money, but that you're not wasting it. So exactly combing through all of those, you know, trimming the financial fat, while being mindful and having fun with your money. It is possible. Kelly Keene, thank you so much for your advice. Such a pleasure. Thanks, Ben.